Chapter Nine of Cutlass and Cudgel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Cutlass and Cudgel by George Manfield Fenn. Chapter Nine. Think we've done right, my lad? said Gurr, after they had halfway descended the slope. Yes, of course. How could we search the house of a gentleman like that? Oh, easy enough. It was impossible. But suppose, after all, he has got all the stuff hid away. Some men's very artful, as you'll find out some day. Oughtn't we to go back? He paused as he said these words, and then laid his hand firmly on Archie's shoulder. I didn't tell you, he said, what I saw when I went back to the farm. No, what? cried the midshipman eagerly. That old chap having a glass of real smuggled spirits. How did you know it was? Because I tasted it. No mistake about that, I can tell you. Then he was very eager to get me to go up yonder, and that looks bad. He knows all about it. Nonsense! If he knew that the smuggled goods were up there, he wouldn't send us to find them. How do you know? That may have been his artfulness, to keep us from searching. If he'd as good as said, don't go up there, and try to stop us, we should have gone at once. But we can't go back and search, Gurr. Suppose we did go and ransack the place, and hurt everybody's feelings, and then found nothing, what should we look like then? Silly, said the master laconically, and for a time he was silent, marching on behind the men. All comes of being sent on such duty, he burst out with. It isn't right to send gentlemen and officers to do such dirty work. I have been ashamed of myself ever since I've been on the cutter. Halloo, there's the farmer again. For they had suddenly come upon Shackle driving an old grey horse before him, as if going on some farming business, and he started apparently from a fit of musing as he came abreast. Ah, gentlemen, he said, going back? Yes, said Gurr smartly. Found the stuff? No. I say. Well? Are you sure there was anything landed there last night? Of course we are. Oh, I didn't know. Good day, gentlemen, good day. He went on after his horse, chuckling to himself, while the search party made for the track to get back to the cove and row back. But before they were halfway there, Archie, who had been thinking deeply, suddenly said to Gurr, I say, though, isn't he right? About what, my lad? Are we sure that a cargo was landed last night? Didn't you and the skipper find three kegs? Yes, but they might have been there a month ago. Why, of course, my lad. Here, let's go and tell the skipper so. How I hate being sent upon a wild goose chase like this. The rest of the journey to the cove was performed almost in silence. They then embarked, heartily tired with their walk, and ready enough to take the rest of the burden of their journey on their hands and arms, by rowing steadily and well, the tide being in their favour. "'Yes, I do hate these jobs,' said the master, after a long silence. "'See that the people was nodding and winking to one another as we went by their cottages?' "'Yes, I did see something of the kind once or twice,' replied Archie laughing at us and knowing we should find out nothing, while they knew all the time. 
the first thing plainly visible as the boat approached the cutter was the head of tally gazing contemplatively at them over the side as if anxious to know what news there was from home and directly after ram and jemmy looked over in a quiet stolid way as if not troubled in the least by the fact that they were prisoners well mr raystoke cried the lieutenant as the young midshipman sprang over the side found the cargo and left two men in charge eh no sir tut 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 what is the use of having you for my first officer you ought to have searched everywhere and found it we did search everywhere sir nearly but didn't find it oh what's that nearly then where didn't you search archie told him and his reasons huh. ah well i don't know government has no bowels of compassion mr raystoke i'm afraid you ought to have searched the gloves hose sir hose oh well gloves hose gloves all the same only one's for downstairs the other up stupid name for a place you think then i haven't done my duty sir yes mr raystoke as an officer i do but as a gentleman i'm afraid i think i should have done just the same i'm very sorry sir i wanted to do what is right and you let your amiability step in the way sir that cargo must be run to earth but is it quite certain sir that there was a cargo run my good fellow cried the little lieutenant impatiently if you found a skin lying on the beach wouldn't you feel sure that it had once had a sheep in it yes sir if it was a sheepskin bah don't try to chop logic here go below and get something to eat while i make up my mind what i shall do archie went into the cabin not at all satisfied with the result of his run ashore and he did not feel much better after his meal when he went on deck just in time to find the lieutenant laying down the law to ram and jemmy dad there he was saying take your cow and go ashore i'm not going to keep you prisoners but the eye of the law is upon you and this smuggling will be brought home to you both be off shan't jemmy milk the cow again before we go said ram with a grin that might have been friendly or mocking no thundered the lieutenant here mr gurr see these smuggling scoundrels off the deck this was soon done the cow being easily got into the boat and just as it was growing dark ram stood up to push from the side i say he cried again addressing archie is that thing sharp the midshipman did not condescend to answer but stood gazing thoughtfully over the side till the boat gradually seemed to die away in the faint mist of the coming night well raystoke what are you thinking said a voice behind him and he started round i was just thinking of coming to you sir eh what for it seems to me sir that if that cargo was run and is hidden anywhere near they'll be moving it to-night of course raystoke you'll be a great man some day i shouldn't have thought of that well what do you propose to go ashore and watch of course my dear boy if you can help me to capture a few of these wretched people i shall get promoted to a better ship and you shall come with me i won't rest until i am post captain and as soon as you can pass you shall be my lieutenant there select your crew and be off at once no sir that will not do they'll be on the watch and if they see a boat's crew land they'll do nothing to-night then what do you propose 
Don't laugh at me, sir, and call me stupid, but I've been thinking that if I could be set ashore, dressed as one of the boys, I might go about unnoticed, and if they were moving the cargo, I could see where they took it, and then you could land the men. Oh, you'll be an admiral before I shall, boy. That's it. But will you do it? If you'll let me, sir. Let you? Here, Mr. Gurr, help Mr. Raystoke. And— Stop, though. I don't think I can let you go alone, my lad. If I don't go alone, sir, it's of no use. You are right. Then we'll risk it. But if the smugglers kill you, don't come and blame me. Have the boat ready, Mr. Gurr. Here, Raystoke, come down into the cabin at once. End of chapter 9